0: You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello everybody and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees.
1: What's up, man? I feel like we're like week 10 now. We're still finally like ironing out technical difficulties. You think you, you think we'd get it, you know, by now, but I think we're both ready to just get back into the studio, huh?
0: Dude, I cannot wait to get back into the studio. I'm, not, <laughs> I know you're I'm definitely not into all these technical difficulties, and it's just nice to throw them on somebody else, you know?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's go ahead and get right into it. We'll introduce our sponsors. We've got Kevin M and the gang over at Gainesville Harley Davidson. Once again, guys, now is the time to get geared up for the riding season. You know, one of the things we've talked about most on these coronavirus sessions is how businesses have adapted. Well, Gainesville Harley Davidson is offering free shipping to most addresses. So if you prefer not to come into the shop during this time, they've got your back check out all their amazing inventory at gainesvilleharley.com or give them a call at 352-331-6363 they have all uh seven days of the week they've got hours so get in there shop around find yourself a new ride and gainesville harley man we can't thank you enough for your support we appreciate it uh we couldn't do this without you so big thanks to you yeah baby gainesville
0: harley i love you guys Gotta also say thank you to Jorge and the crew over at Gainesville Turnover Specialists, which is brought to you by the one, the only, the best restoration. You guys, if you own an apartment complex or a house or, like, you just have a rental and you need to get it turned over, well, you gotta call the Gainesville Gainesville Turnover Specialists. You guys with one call let me repeat one call the Gainesville turnover specialist will be able to go in and make that apartment look brand new again no need to call someone out to call to clean the carpet and then to fix that hole in the wall and then to clean that grout yay ain't no need baby because that 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 takes so much time to call them people just call one group and that's the Gainesville turnover specialist they can do it all find them at 352 363 22 2. Again, that's 352-363-6622. 3, 6, 3, 6, 6, 2, 2. Or find them online at yourgts.com. That's yourgts.com. And Jorge Group, thank you so much for supporting us. Really, really appreciate all of our sponsors. You guys, as we said multiple times, the sponsors make this show happen. And we're just so grateful for them. So let's get into our show are you ready to go michael
2: let's do it man you ready to go casey absolutely i'm sure you guys are stoked to hear about insurance today (laughs) always (laughs) i'm always
0: i'm always in for insurance you guys on the show we have casey han of florida farm bureau insurance and uh man i'm just glad that i like was able to spell
2: bureau on my notes because
0: it's it's, (laughs) you know such an interesting word there you go casey what's up man
2: not too much how's it going i should have you turn your little notes around and, and show it to the to the audience to see if you did really truly spell it correctly yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah, these these days i just you know rely on autocorrect or like uh spelling correct whatever it is for microsoft word but you know
2: uh, there you go <laughs>
0: yeah buddy so how you been man i haven't seen you in forever
2: yeah doing really well thanks colin i uh, appreciate you guys having me on uh been listening to your podcast and such an awesome idea you had with us, especially as we navigate the, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic.
0: Yeah man. Well thank you. So why don't you tell us how this baby this uh, craziness has impacted you and your industry and, and first like you know give everybody a more formal intro as
2: to who you are and, and what you do. Sure. So as you mentioned, Casey Hahn, I'm a farm bureau agent here in Gainesville, um, serving primarily Alachua County homeowners. Uh, you know, we do auto auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, life insurance as our three core products.
0: And I heard that you had a 10-year anniversary.
2: Is that June coming up? D- June 1st will be uh, exactly 10 years uh, as an agent with uh, Farm Bureau. So kind of Happy a cool little milestone. Man. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank Congrats. you. Yeah. Thank you both. Uh, but um, yeah, so we've just been... You know, since this all happened there in early to mid-March, we've, we've continued to kind of stay busy, albeit while, uh, you know, adjusting the way we do business on a, on a daily basis. Um, our offices have been, for the most part, closed to incoming foot traffic. But, um, you know, now here in the last week or so, we have started meeting with people again by appointment only. Um, fortunately, we are able to do pretty much everything um, over the phone via email and transact business that way, uh, get documents to people to e-initial and e-sign. And, you know, just like I said, just for the most part, it's been for, it's been business as usual and been very fortunate to still, you know, still be running business and and still be working during these crazy times.
0: Yeah. Were all those things that you're talking about with e-sign and like the way you're meeting with clients, like was that stuff that you had already had? been doing before or is that or is that stuff that came up because of the virus because like we've sure. we've, to, we've totally made those pivots Michael and I with our business so I was just wondering if that's something you've always been doing or
2: yeah you know yes we can, we've had the opportunity or, or availability of the e-signature and the e-initial for a lot of documents historically but um, with what we do a lot of it is relationship building and so you know, is it ideal to, to transact all of our business just via email or over the phone? I would say no for the long haul. Um, you know, for me, I like to develop a rapport and a relationship with my clients, my prospective clients. And a lot of that is having face-to-face meetings, you know, whether that's in my office, in the client's home, you know, Starbucks, wherever the case may be, but, uh, now we've been forced to kind of adjust that. So I think over the long haul, uh, it will provide us with added opportunities to, to get things done a little bit quicker and easier. But, you know, I do still look forward to, to the time when we can you know safely and conveniently meet, you know, face-to-face again with our clients.
0: Yeah. So today's May 18th that we're recording. This will go out in a couple of weeks, but like with May 18th, like things, businesses are opening up at about 50% capacity again. Like, I mean, are you even having face-to-face meetings right now? um so, and, and like are, are people like masked up if they if you are meeting with them like i'm, I'm kind of curious
2: yep yeah. as of last monday they kind of gave us the go-ahead that we can schedule uh, meetings appointment only in the office um uh, the difference being uh, some people are choosing to wear a mask uh, we're not being required to wear one um at this point in time certainly that could change any day or any week but um for the most part I've still, for the time being, tried to continue to, to transact everything over the phone or via email. Uh, just like it to be a little bit, you know, more uh, in the public's eyes, a little bit safer, I think, for everybody to do that. So, I'm, you know, like I say, I'm trying to make it as easy and as convenient for, for everybody during these crazy times. Yeah, you know what's going
0: to be difficult about this is that, uh, like, I have ordered some really cool masks. And, like, now I'm kind of pumped to show them off. <laughs> so now i'm like i'm like dude i kind of like i want to get out there and like show yeah. my cool mask man like it's gonna be like a fashion statement sure. so, uh, i don't know if i'm gonna uh, if that really helps so i'm be like yeah we could have had this meeting you know with, yeah, right. via zoom but i wanted to show you my really cool mask <laughs> is that gonna become a thing now like i don't know
2: uh could be yeah it's, like,
1: absolutely. it's gonna be the new chic accessory i see it that's right
0: I, I definitely think there'll be like this fashion statement thing for sure with them. I don't
1: know. I don't know. It's going to be people interesting. will be getting them like bedazzled or, or some kind of like, you know, diamonds or something on their face masks. Yeah, absolutely. For,
0: for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: side business, uh, side for, business you, for you, Colin. Uh, you could do uh, you know, high end face masks, uh, you know, a little side hustle there for you.
0: Lux, luxury face mask you guys I'm, yeah, I'm announcing that right now they're a thousand dollars a piece <laughs> I just want to like reach out you know uh, it would be like the Louis Vuitton of face mask man nice um, there you <laughs> go so have you utilized any of these I mean in these like one-to-ones or anything you're doing have you utilized any like zoom you know or video uh, aspects at all or is it
2: just been like phone calls and, like normal stuff yeah, yeah some FaceTime uh and i and i've done some facetime stuff in the past particularly with clients that i may have that at one point were living here in the area and have moved you know out of the state or even out of the general area um some people still like transacting and seeing the person they're doing business with so um we have done some of those uh there's been certainly some zoom calls and some different networking groups i'm a part of um so it's been pretty cool i do still i'm a social guy and you know, kind of a people person, I think. And I, I do still look forward to getting back to the having some face-to-face interaction, even if it has to be six feet apart in the future.
0: Yeah. No, man, the reason like, I, I ask is, like, this is a tool that I've kind of become fond of through this. You know, I never really did FaceTime stuff, you know, or I never really did, like, Zoom meetings. Like, I, like I got Zoom because of the pandemic, and, right. and, you know, and, but now I'm like, I'm kind of fond of it. I'm kind of like any people have said, Hey, I want to schedule a meeting with you. I want to schedule a call with you and ask you some questions or like whatever it is. And I'm just like, yeah, I was like, you want me to set up a zoom? I'll send you a link. And you know, and so I, I prefer I've noticed I've been preferred like leaning that way versus just a normal phone call. And so I'm just kind of curious if it's, if it's something that, that you're, that you're utilizing too. And, and really, I'm, yeah. really, I'm really curious to see if it like sticks as like, you know, once this thing is done, if this is a, if this will become like more normal.
2: Sure. I I think it will. I mean, I, again, so here's, here's kind of the easy way to put it for us, I guess, is if it's, if we're talking to people about an auto insurance policy or a homeowner's insurance policy, so much of that interaction can happen via email or, or over the phone. I really truly believe though, with, when we're talking to people about life insurance, I want to try to meet with them face to face. It just seems a lot more personal. Um, You know, there's a little bit more personal touch there and and truly, I don't know, it just seems like I get to know people a little bit better when I can see them and, and they can see me and understand exactly, you know, kind of what we're talking about. So, you know, do I think that, that FaceTime and zoom calls are, are here to stay? I I would say absolutely. Yes. For a lot of businesses, um, us included, but um, again, moving forward at some point in time, it would be ideal if we could get back to the, you know, at least having the opportunity to safely and comfortably meet face to face.
1: So I'm a, I have to ask, like I'm a data head. I, I love, I love seeing like information like that. And I, I don't know if it's too early to, to know yet, but as we've navigated this, I'm curious if you have any insight on claims, has there, as people like have stayed home more, maybe they've driven less, but are there, are the claims on the rise Are people getting
2: in more trouble or do we know that yet? I mean, you would think with there being more people staying at home, that there would be less auto, auto accidents. I honestly, Mike, I don't know what the true numbers are from a claim standpoint. I think, you know, a lot of that stuff, 30, 60, 90 days down the road is when, when you can kind of look back and, and really truly assess uh, from a claim standpoint, if the frequency and the payouts and that type of thing, increased or decreased. Um, one thing that we have done, um, kind of not related, I guess you would say to, to claims history is like most of the major auto insurance carriers, we've incorporated a 15% discount, um, for two, um, uh, successive months of premium. So, um, there's been some really cool things that I think a lot of insurance company insurance companies have done here in the last few months towards that. But, you know, I, we, The office that I work out of, we share with uh, some of our local claims adjusters, and they've been basically working remotely, but we'll pop their heads in here and there, and, and talking to them, it seems like maybe to start with, things are a little bit slower on the auto insurance claim side, but it, they do seem to be ramping up back again, so I think that probably just you know speaks to the fact that people are getting out and about, and the uh, world is hopefully getting back to normal again a little bit. I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think it's interesting that a lot of insurance companies have
1: done that and I'm curious like is it is it as much marketing ploy as it is just like, like less liability because people are are not you know on the road or at, at more risk or like how does that decision you know is it surplus of funds They're like here take it back because it's you know we want to do good by our our customers but like it's multifaceted to make that
2: kind of decision to
1: rebate customers
2: Sure. And that, you know, that decision is being made by somebody a bunch of levels above where I'm at on the agent side of <laughs> Um I think it's probably a combination of, of everything that you said. And, and is it somewhat marketing? Yes. Is it somewhat goodwill? Yes. Is it somewhat a company probably looking at it as there are probably going to be a few less claims than what we would typically have because there's less people on the road here the last few months. Um, I think it's a combination of all those things. Um, Again, truly looking at the numbers, it will be a bit, I believe, before we can tell exactly from a claim standpoint, how much maybe more money or less money was paid out in claims here. Um, Weather is a factor too, though. So not just on the auto insurance side, um, you know, the the atmosphere uh, doesn't care about what's happening with COVID-19, right? So um, we do still have certainly, you know, the the wind and the hail and and those types of things that can adversely affect our clients as well. So, you know, time will tell, I guess.
0: So, I are mean, you just like saying those things? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh man, like uh, hurricane season is like upon us.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: Right. I'm like, oh, wait, what if we went from like pandemic to hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> to, I'm
2: just like. <laughs> You almost don't want to watch the news because it's, you know, if it's not the coronavirus that they're talking about here in Florida, I clicked on a link last week. I think it was just on the Weather Channel app. And, you know, it's like forecasters predicting uh, uh, more hurricanes than normal this year. Uh, active. Like, do, yeah. do we really have to talk about that right now? Can course wait? they are. Yeah. And in other
0: news, volcanic, uh, volcano uh, activity is up as well.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, yes, right, right. Uh, it's 2020, it's going right. to be. Uh, like, I, dude, did you see that thing I showed? There's this, like, meme going around that has, it's like, I don't know, somebody designed uh, Mario. Have you seen Mario? And it's got, like, the the wheel, the, you know, the little spinning things of fire. And, like, you have right. to, like, navigate navigate it, like, the perfect timing. Have you seen this meme? It's hilarious. I have seen it. It says, it says something like trying to get through 2020 and, oh. but it's like, basically it's like Mario going through a level that's like in, impossible, Impossible, but no like you, you see this guy, you, you see him like actually do it. And I was like, oh, so what you're saying is that it is possible to make it through 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey, like, have you had, you know, have you seen any opportunities through this? You know, I think it's easy to kind of focus on the impact and, you know, the negative stuff that that we're seeing all over the news. But like, you know, I, as an entrepreneur, I'm always trying to dive into like, where are the opportunities at. you know, have mm-hmm. there been any, any cool changes in process for you or I don't know, just, just any opportunities that have popped up through this.
2: Yeah, I'd say absolutely. And it was probably a week or two into this whole deal. And, and without even really putting a whole lot of thought into it, I'm talking to my wife and I just said, you know, I've noticed the change in the way I kind of attack or approach each of the referrals I get. And then in where there's maybe not as much day-to-day interaction or time spent in meetings away from the office, you know, I get a referral for example, from a mortgage lender, and I just find that I've been able to dig a little bit deeper and, and put a little more effort and time into each and every referral I've received versus getting something on my desk and trying to get it off my desk as quickly as possible and hope that it sticks on the wall. Right. So, um, from that standpoint, I think absolutely it's, it's been, it's been good for me. Um, I've noticed that the time that I'm spending in the office is, is very much hyper-focused on making sure that I'm spending, um, ample time and, and quality time, truly trying to make sure that, that we get all the information we need to write somebody's business and that, you know, I am still trying to, um, develop a relationship with the re- referrals I receive as well.
0: You find that more challenging given the fact that you can't meet with the people face to face? Um,
2: a little bit. Yeah, probably because I, from day one for me as an insurance agent, I've always said I want to be more than just a number on a piece of paper. Sure. Um, you know, I think that, that those types of, uh, salespeople are, are, um, transactional, um, is versus, you know, truly relationship based. Um, so it's certainly, yeah, it has been harder. Um, I do still, you know, in the interactions I have try to develop, develop a rapport, even though it's not face to face meetings. Um, so yeah, I would absolutely say yes, it's harder. Um, but it's been, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, this is the same, I'm in the same boat as basically all the other insurance agents are right now. So, just find a way you know I, <laughs> that's good
1: yep what are the biggest changes that you've seen since you started in june 2010 to now it's almost june 2020 like what, what is like how has the landscape changed for you that's good i like
2: that oh man great question um i think more and more um people are going online and anywhere and everywhere on there to, to try to find insurance. Um, whether it's, you know, for, for those of us here locally Gainesville business word of mouth on Facebook to Google searches to, you know, the tens of millions of dollars that some of these auto insurance companies are spending on advertising, TV advertising, which is not something our company does. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's the biggest change for me has just been, all of the different avenues people can can pursue or seek out uh, you know ways to figure out you know who exactly they want to do business with from an insurance standpoint does
1: does the competition like now that like we have you know online internet quote comparisons all that kind of stuff it's so readily available does that does that truly drive the the price down or is there some kind of agreement with between you know competitors that they 're not going to let it go you know past a certain point or
2: now, I, and I'm not sure if this answers your question, Mike, but it's it's so much of an arms race, and we're in certainly a, a very, pardon the pun, a different climate here in Florida than what many other states are, and, and from the homeowner's insurance side, that's, it's, a lot of it has to do with hurricanes. Um, I know that back in the mid to late 2000s, there was a decent number of homeowner's insurance carriers that completely pulled out of the state of Florida and non-renewed all their existing business. Um, you know, and here in 2020 I've heard recently of a couple of companies that are once again doing that. So, you know, we had a period from the 2004, 2005 back to back years where there were some bad hurricanes um, up until three or four years ago where we really didn't have a really bad hurricane season here in Florida. And so homeowners insurance companies were making a lot of money, um, not paying out those extensive uh, homeowners insurance claims. Now that we've had those bad hurricanes for three or four years, uh, three, or three out of the last four or five years, um, there are companies that are once again pulling out because they weren't charging adequate premiums from the very beginning. So um, again, not sure if that totally answers your question, but, um, it's certainly an ever-changing landscape, and and we do deal with something that, by and large, the rest of the country doesn't deal near as much with, and that is the hurricane portion of it.
1: For sure, no, I mean, you, it does answer it. I think that's interesting how how readily. I mean, it seems like people can move in and out of the states. So Colin and I have recently got into you know stock trading, day trading, and stuff like that. As it's probably not quite so so rampant, but you know, the idea of getting into a state when things maybe aren't so active and then pulling out at the right. sign that they are, that's, that's, that's compelling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it what happens is, is if, if you have, or from my experience, what I've seen is you have a, let's say a newer homeowners insurance company that says, you know, I think we've got this, this model figured out. Let's, let's get in there and let's write some homeowners insurance in Florida and, And their way of really kind of getting in and and getting their name out there is they charge these ridiculously inexpensive premiums. Well, that works until we have the bad hurricane seasons, right? And then all of a sudden, we have a few bad hurricane seasons, and that policy that you maybe spent 10, 12, 15 bucks less for every month isn't quite as valuable if that company can't pay your claim or takes two, three, four, five months to handle a claim that it shouldn't take that long to handle. So, you know, I, with Farm Bureau, um, I do represent multiple homeowners insurance companies. Uh, first and foremost, we try to write business with Farm Bureau. And if we can't, for whatever underwriting reason, I have access to other companies, but you know, Farm Bureau, we're not the cheapest, um, and never will be, but I'm okay with that because I, I know that, that we will uh, be there in a time of need for people, Um, especially talking to agents that have been right in the thick of it with some of these hurricanes the last few years. Um, We we may not be the very first homeowner's insurance company on scene, but um, a lot of times we are getting our claims processed in a much faster manner than most companies.
0: And that is a great transition to my next question. Is like so when that stuff happens, right? There's a claim. So this, my question is really getting into like how do you scale? How do you scale yourself? Because I gotta imagine, uh, you know, as as an insurance agent, like I, you know, how tree falls on my house? <laughs> like I do not. I don't want to call no eight hundred number. I don't want to. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like I wanna. I wanna call. I wanna call my agent. Like, you know boom, boom, boom. Hey man, this is what's going on. Like this just happened. And you know, like wife's freaking out. I'm freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And you know, so, you know, how, like, how can you navigate those situations? You know, if you, if you're giving out, you want to build that relationship, you really want to have these deep, you know, this deep trust with the people coming to you, you know, like, man, you can only, at some point, right, like if you're giving your phone, personal phone number, saying, hey, text me if something happens, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if you do this I'm, and maybe you don't. That's why I'm asking the question is like, like, how do you kind of maintain this level of normalcy, you know, sure. and, and not necessarily have everybody texting you at all times of the day because you're invested into the relationship?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So fortunately, you, you know, we're the sales part of the company, right? We we, we have the initial contact with a prospective client. Um, we go through the quoting process. We go through the binding process. We get somebody, you know, off and running uh, with whatever type of insurance it is that, that they're coming to us to help them with. Um, when a claim happens, Colin, a lot of times, for example, you're my, you're my homeowner's insurance client and you do have the tree fall on your house. Um, and Shannon is freaking out. Right. Um, we will a lot of times receive the initial phone call. Um, but what we have is claims adjusters. Uh, we have those throughout the state of Florida. Um, just so happens that we have claims adjusters in the same office that I'm in. So what will happen is we take in the information. Um, a lot of times we have our clients, then we kind of guide them through, you know, yeah, this is for sure a claim that's covered as part of your policy or, you know, maybe we're not sure. Let me get back. Let me check with a claims adjuster. And I'll get back to you or, or, Sorry, unfortunately, that's not something that would be covered by your homeowner's insurance. Um, but once a claim is filed, um, a lot of times we kind of stay out of it. We're not licensed to handle claims. We're not licensed to process claims. We're not, we don't write the checks, you know, as the agent. So um, to keep us from really getting bogged down, um, and also legally, they don't want us getting too involved in that whole process either um, to keep us from getting bogged down. Um, the claims adjuster that is assigned to a, to a, you know, specific claim will, will really take it from there after that point.
0: Cool. And uh, we got to wrap up in a minute, but my final question is pandemic insurance. Is this a thing of the future? Yes or no? I mean, we've had a couple of insurance agents on here. I'm like asking everybody, pandemic insurance. Is this, is this coming? Like, what do you think?
2: I, since I don't really You know, dabble too much in the business or commercial insurance uh, realm of the business. Um, I I can't really give you a true uh, educated answer to that. Um, I have seen articles about it. Um, You know, business interruption is basically what's happened. So a lot of companies or businesses that have been adversely affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, um, I think, are calling, of course, their business or commercial insurance company. And they're saying, oh, sorry, this isn't covered. Um, do I think it's something that's coming? My prediction would be yes. Um, because certainly those businesses that have been adversely affected, um, the loss of that income stream is, is a huge problem. Um, I would guess that it would be very expensive. Um, if you think about the businesses that have been shut down for a while now, uh, but you know, like I said, I, I, am sorry, I can't give you a a great answer to that question. Opinions are great. I just like to, (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm just interested to find out what you think. So
2: sure. Those are my thoughts.
0: Mike, final thoughts.
1: Yep. I just got one more for you on the personal side of things. Like I I know you said you're, you're missing the face to face. Face interactions, uh, but as we've you know interviewed guests and stuff, we talk about the the time that's been freed up. Whether it's not going to meetings or time traveling and stuff like that, ha, have you been able to save any time? And and are you using that for more you know productivity, or have you been able to enjoy it you know leisurely? Or, or what what have you done with
2: it? Sure, yeah, absolutely, Mike, and thank you for that question as well. It's it it really has. It goes back to kind of what I mentioned earlier on that. Um, I've always been a relationship guy. Um, I've always wanted to develop that rapport with, with my perspective as well as my current clients. Um, and so what I really have focused on is, is how can I, how can I foster this relationship with a prospective client? Um, whereas maybe in the past, I maybe didn't throw out cell phone number as quickly and easily as what I have of late uh, to a prospective client. But I think the number one thing that I've done is, is made sure that these people, despite everything that's going on in our world right now, know that 100% I am available. I'm accessible. Um, I'm not in a position where I get to work at 830 and I leave at five every day. And when I leave at five, I shut it down. Um, I can, I'm, you know, I can be accessed um, on my cell phone in the evening. Um, on the weekends you know that type of thing so um, just trying to be just trying to make sure that people know that I am here and I'm available and I'm not and I am a lot different than the 1-800 situation that Colin referenced just a few minutes ago for sure oh
0: man awesome this has been a lot of fun so why don't you tell our audience uh, where they can connect with you uh, where they can find you and all that good stuff
2: yeah, absolutely. And I've had a good time as well. I appreciate you guys having me on again. Um, so my office is located here in Gainesville. Uh, we are on the Northeast, basically corner of the Farm Bureau State Office, which is off of I-75 and Wallston Road. Um, my phone number, my office phone number, number. I'm sorry, 352-264-2228. That's 352-264-2228. Um, email address, my first name, Casey, D a s e y dot... Han, H-A-H-N, at F as in Frank, F as in Frank, B as in boy, I as in indigo, C as in charlie.com. Awesome, man.
0: This is a lot of fun. Thanks again for coming on to our show. And, audience, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Uh, Remember to support our awesome sponsors. And uh, definitely tune in next time. We're bringing these every weekday at noon as we try to continue to navigate this coronavirus (laughs) together. Gainesville, we're going to get through this. Gainesville Strong, baby, we'll get through this. And uh, I know we'll get through it together and supporting each other and encouraging each other and learning from one another. So, Casey, thanks again, man. And this is the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Give us your best whoa. Whoa. We will see you later, everybody. Bye.